one. Hey, welcome back to another Dispatch from Holly McKay. We're going back to Afghanistan today to talk about the perils of being there as a foreigner and what happened to one particular person. Holly, tell us a little bit about this story. Yeah, so Anthony uh, Malone is someone that I knew in Afghanistan, Anthony Stephen Malone. Uh, he reached out to me when I was working there um, just after the fall last year and he was sort of talking to me about his experience in Polichakri prison, uh, where he was sort of firsthand witness to a lot of the Kalkanis and a lot of other Al-Qaeda operations that were being conducted um, within those cells, kind of under the watch of a, of a U.S. You know, gov uh, U.S. supported government, really. Um, and to backtrack a little bit, Polichakri is really the most notorious prison in Kabul. Um, and so it was very, I was very curious to understand why a British um, veteran really would, had, been, had spent time there. And, and it, it is a very sort of um, lengthy backstory, but essentially, um, you know, according to Anthony, he says that he was, you know, refused to pay a bribe and was jailed. And then the Brits were kind of not sure whether he'd flipped or not, as in, had he gone to the dark side really um, while in prison. And so they didn't really kind of get him out until about two and a half years in. Um, so Anthony is a very colorful character, um, you know, and as also in addition to his military career had, you know, various different backgrounds working in, in um, different capacities and, and written books and things. Um, anyhow. So I met Anthony and um I really saw him just before I left uh, in December last year. And then a couple of weeks later, um, sort of heard through mutual friends that he had been detained uh, by the Taliban, um, you know, which is obviously quite concerning. But I think what was more concerning is sort of the days and the weeks and, and months and things that went on. Um, and we really didn't hear. And there were other Brits in jail and we really didn't hear anything about them. Um, so, you know, it was, it was sort of crazy to cut a long story short. Um, it was really not until the end of June that, uh, that Anthony and several other British men uh, were released to, to go back to the UK. And um, I was able to kind of speak to Anthony and, and sort of find out um, his, his version of events in terms of that very uh, strange six months. Yeah. And so exactly what did he say precipitated being detained for that period of time? So it seems sort of a very interesting experience. Now, I know from other people um, that had spent time and they were at a, an NDS cell in Kabul and NDS is the National Directorate of Security. So that's sort of the intelligence wing um, in Afghanistan. And so they were taken um, and he was, I think he sort of said initially it was a couple of weeks and then um you know, everything sort of seemed fine. They were pretty sure it really was something they thought could be resolved in a couple of hours. Basically, Anthony and, and some other people had, had been looking at um, rental properties and had taken some photos and um, they were around the area where the British embassy used to be in Kabul. And sort of what he refers to as rogue Taliban, um, and the Taliban is extremely divided, um, sort of took him in, didn't wanted to know why they were taking photos. They had permission to be there. Um, but everything sort of just escalated from there and, and an issue that should have been resolved in six hours or less, um, you know, took six months. But he, his version of events was that initially, um, you know, things were okay. And then uh, once some of these rogue elements kind of found out about his previous um, 
military sort of work uh, with the Brits. One of them apparently had had sort of quite a run-in with the Brits at some point throughout the war, somewhere in the south of the country. And so he sort of became the, the punching bag for that. And, and his version of events is, um, you know, having sort of two weeks of, of fairly torturous treatment and uh, severe beatings and that led to a kidney infection and um, and it sounded, you know, pretty, pretty brutal. And in addition to that, um, several weeks of solitary confinement as well. Okay. So, um, well, this essentially his past caught up with him through one guy and it took uh, six months to resolve. Um, is that a common thing that would happen to foreigners yeah. in the aftermath of it? I mean, well, I remember you got detained once, um, I think in Western Afghanistan, wasn't it? On the Pakistani I border. was in Kandahar. I was, yeah, that was in Spinboljak in Kandahar. And again, that was a situation where um, fortunately, um, it, it resolved very quickly. Obviously, we had permission to be there. Uh, we had the letters to be there. Um, but, you know, it was sort of a very strange uh, thing for these uh, sort of these Kandahari Taliban um, who had just kind of never, were obviously very suspicious of everybody. Um, and, you know, it is a fairly divisive, <laughs> divisive group. But, you know, this was fairly early. Um, that we were detained that was fairly early in the the fall that was in September of last year so at that point uh, the Talibs were sort of a lot more welcoming of, of foreigners and, and wanting um, you know to to appear at least um, to be much more of sort of a, a happy and, and sprightly government and I think so in some in many ways that sentiment has really changed and in our experience and as with my photographer Jake I mean it it did get resolved initially the Talibs told me that my passport was fake um, and that my letter was fake but luckily they were you know over the course of several hours made um, several calls and and all of that verified and and they were very apologetic and and we were good to go Um, obviously you know with Anthony and the other Brits that were there their experience was quite different Um, and, it, you know, I guess what it does really highlight is the very divisive nature of the Taliban. And, and you know, according to him, if you read the article, you'll see more about it is, you know, that we've got one floor that just doesn't talk to another floor. And um, it is quite hard to wrap, wrap up your head around, um, you know, how these foreigners can just kind of be languishing really for so long. Um, but, but it is the Taliban. So nothing is off the cards. Okay. And and so they eventually all got deported, right? Essentially, not really. No, Anthony plans to go back. He um, says, you know, things ended, um, you know, strangely in a positive way. I think, you know, he he says he shook hands with his his captors, and and he and several other British people left. And um, you know, in in my talks with him, he, he intends to to go back in the next in a few weeks. So. He says he's welcome back anytime. So it's all, it is all very bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. But but this is this is the, this is the Taliban two that we're dealing with, and nothing is straightforward. Um, and so yeah, I I think it's a a um, it's certainly not a place he's he's running away from, if that makes sense. Okay. Well. Um... Well, you know, I I guess it's kind of understandable that in the aftermath of a takeover that um, uh, these kinds of 
the situation happened to you, the situation happened to him are probably happening to other people as well. But it's good to hear that, you know, at least this one got resolved and yours got resolved as well. So um, from the from that standpoint, it sounds like, it, you know, the, the nothing's really changed much in terms of foreigner access into Afghanistan in the uh, post-U.S. period. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, there is a huge crackdown on journalists at the moment. Um, you know, obviously journalists can still go, but there are many layers of, of Taliban that you have to deal with to get the permission letters. Um, so there, there is a clampdown, but, but really that's a conversation for another day. Um, so, you know, the Taliban does have a lot of concerns about foreigners coming in, and, and especially in terms of the press. And, um, uh, you know, it, it is becoming a lot more of a, a dogmatic process, I think. But, um, but, you know, fortunately for now, people are still able to come and go. Um, and we'll see what happens in the future. Oh, well, there you go. So that's a very interesting slice of um, what it means to be a foreigner journeying into and out of Afghanistan for a variety of reasons. Well, thanks, Holly. That's a, that was a kind of a nice update on, you know, what, it, what it's like to be there. No worries. Take care. Bye.